Australia is here, we'll stay here. We're committed to being with Papua New Guinea at this time and into the future. Through the PNG Australia Partnership, we have a long collaboration with the Government of PNG and Health. And we work side by side with the PNGDF and, and their Department of Defence. PNG and Australian governments also prioritise the need to address the issue of family and sexual violence. Australia's assistance to Papua New Guinea really covers all sectors. Hi listeners, welcome to the Australian Eye Commission on Air Programme. I'm Gregory Avira. This month's program will focus on Australia's support to PNG's law and justice sector. We have with us Evelyn Ofasia from the Australian High Commission's Law and Justice Program. Evelyn, welcome to AHC On Air. Thank you for the opportunity to uh, speak to you today. So my name is Evelyn Daimoy Ofasia and I work with the Australian High Commission's Law and Justice Program. I'm a program manager. The law and justice system plays an important role in upholding the rule of law, in ensuring good governance in Australia, as PNG's closest neighbour, with historical ties, has been providing support to PNG's law and justice sector since the late 80s. Evelyn, can you give us an overview of the Australian High Commission's law and justice program? the work you and your team do in supporting the government of PNG in the law and justice space. So the Australian government is working in partnership with the PNG law and justice sector through the Justice Services and Stability for Development program. Uh, we also work through the PNG Australia Policing Partnership and the Australian Attorney General's Department. So Australia's support to the law and justice sector goes back as far as the 1980s, the late 1980s, and the law and justice sector includes the police, the courts, prisons, government offices that are responsible for legal services, such as the Department of Justice and Attorney Generals, uh, Office of the Public Prosecutor, Public Solicitor's Office, and we also have the Legal Training Institute that comes under the sector. A strong and legal system has many benefits for everyone in PNG. It provides protection to all people regardless of their age, gender or their social status and enables businesses and the economy to grow. The PNG government released the White Paper on Law and Justice in 2007 and in doing so recognised the need to improve access to justice, coordination across the law and justice sector agencies, the importance of having community safety and security, especially at local levels, and the need to address widespread corruption. Um, this is not just in the sector, but it's across all levels and all sectors. So both PNG and Australian governments also prioritise the need to address the issue of family and sexual violence. In making a commitment to address these issues, the government of PNG is setting a path to positive change and tangible development in the country. So the program 
aims to support national law and justice sector agencies, selected provincial administrations, district development authorities, and local level governments to better provide law and justice services locally, and secondly, to improve access to justice for ordinary Papua New Guineans. You mentioned the High Commission's Law and Justice program aims to provide support across national, provincial, and local levels, and it also aims to improve access to justice. And these objectives will be guided by pillars, I understand. Could you tell us about the pillars that guide your program? This is in relation to the Justice Services and Stability for Development program. There are five areas that we're working in. So the first area is community safety, stability and crime prevention. So under this pillar, the program provides support to improve law and justice services at the provincial and local level government. And this is in line with the government's direction to um, try to help out with development at local levels and not just be focused at the national level. So the program works in provinces which have been selected by the PNG government and there are seven of these areas. The first is Gulf, Southern Highlands Province, Hela, Western, Oro, Morabe Province, and lastly the autonomous region of Bougainville. The program recognizes the important role and functions of village courts and land mediation officials who, I might add, do a tremendous job in maintaining peace and order at the local level. Support is provided to assist these personnel to carry out their roles and functions in a professional manner. So support is also provided to strengthen coordination, as we say in Pidgin, and um, Wokbum one time, between national law and justice agencies in the nation's capital and offices working under the provincial and local level governments. The program supports locally driven solutions as well for law and order issues led by provincial and local level partners and it looks to increase awareness among the public on law and justice services available to them at the local levels. So secondly, one of the other things that we're supporting, which is an important issue that I've mentioned, is support to address family and sexual violence. This has been a feature of Australian assistance for a number of years. As many of you know, family and sexual violence is a serious issue in our country. Studies have shown that two out of every three women experience violence in PNG. Now that's about 67%. So the program looks to assist those experiencing FSV to access referral and support services. Women and other vulnerable groups increasingly access effective legal protection and assistance and work with police, prosecutors and the courts to increase the timely investigation of prosecution of FSV cases in the law and national court. Australia has supported the establishment of 26 family sexual violence units in police stations across the country. 
support to the drafting of the Family Protection Act, which came into force in 2013, trainings for police, magistrates, prosecutors, and village courts officials on family and sexual violence, so that they're able to provide appropriate support to FSV survivors. The program is continuing to support the implementation of the Gender Equity and Social Inclusion Policy, which was put out by the Department of Personal Management that all government agencies are to um, integrate into their sectors. So we support this policy within the law and justice sector. A number of agencies have already developed their JESSE policies for their departments and a few have started to develop sexual harassment policies. Supporting this work ensures that workplaces promote equal opportunities for all employees and they provide safe environments where female employees especially are respected and valued alongside their male colleagues. The law and justice sector has worked with the National Family and Sexual Violence Action Committee to improve coordination in the family and sexual violence referral pathways. And by referral pathways, I mean that there are different organizations that provide services to FSV survivors and sometimes people get confused if they um, go to the police, where do I go to get medical help? Well, there's family and support centers, that sort of thing. Um, or they can go to the Department for Community Development for welfare assistance, that sort of thing. So this includes hospital health care workers in family support centers, police officers in family and sexual violence units, magistrates in district courthouses, social welfare officers and provincial community development div divisions and case management workers, as well as those people who operate safe houses. Evelyn Ofasia, Program Manager with the Australian High Commission's Law and Justice team. Evelyn has touched on two pillars that guide their current Law and Justice program. The first being the Community Safety, Stability and Crime Prevention and the second addressing Family and Sexual Violence. After the break, we hear more on the pillars that support their law and justice work. NBC, NBC. Real PNG Stories Real PNG News. Real PNG News. NBC. Real PNG. Welcome back. This is AHC on Air, the Australian High Commission's monthly radio awareness program on the PNG Australia Partnership, and we have with us on this month's edition Evelyn Ofasia from the High Commission's Law and Justice Program. Evelyn, just before the break, you touched on two pillars that guide the High Commission's Law and Justice Program here in Papua New Guinea. They are, one, the community safety, stability and crime prevention, with the second being addressing family and sexual violence. 
Can you tell us what are the other pillars? Now the third pillar of support provided by the Australian government in the law and justice sector is uh, support provided to formal law and justice agencies in PNG that is um, at the national level and this has been provided for over 25 years. Um, at the beginning I mentioned some of these agencies which were the police, the courts, the prisons and others responsible for legal services such as DJAG, um, the prosecutors and the solicitors offices. The, the program support has mainly been for infrastructure projects such as the building of courthouses. Um, examples are correctional service facilities or police stations, um, staff accommodation, uh, often at provincial locations and this is to expand services so that um, Papua New Guineans are able to access support not just um, in Moresby but also out in the provinces and rural areas. Uh, we've also provided support in terms of professional trainings for law and justice government officials to improve their management leadership skills and improve the quality and timeliness of services that they provide. So it's trying to make the services better quality. The fourth pillar that we are working in is, is anti-corruption. So corruption, as I mentioned earlier, is another serious issue holding back development in PNG. The program has funded initiatives in the law and justice sector that are aimed to improve systems and promote workplace cultures that resist petty and bureaucratic corruption. The program provides assistance to responsible PNG enforcement agencies to enforce laws against corruption and support civil society and coalitions to speak out against corruption. One of the organizations that we're also providing to su support to is Transparency International. So this involves educating citizens about of PNG about their rights in a de democracy and the rules the government should be following. Australia also works to ensure that PNG anti-month money laundering frameworks increasingly meet international standards. So this is where um, money can be siphoned off to offshore accounts and there are systems that Australia is trying to help put in place to monitor this and make it happen less. So this helps create conditions which attract international investment and grows PNG's economy and therefore helps us to develop. Now the fifth area where we're supporting is uh, support to the autonomous region of Bougainville in its long-term goal to see peace and development in Bougainville underpinned by improved delivery of policing and justice services. In Bougainville um, we're, we're doing each of the pillars that I just spoke of. We're, we're we have a bit of community safety, stability, a bit of family and sexual violence, effective legal services and anti-corruption 
taking place there on Bougainville. So support provided goes towards making sure that Bougainville Law and Justice Services, the police and local level conflict and dispute mechanisms function properly and are available to communities and also to ensure that women and others vulnerable to family and sexual violence can access justice, legal protection and support services. Uh, the program has also supported infrastructure development in Bougainville and this has included staff housing and accommodation for Bougainville Police Service in, in several locations, uh, juvenile justice, a juvenile rehabilitation center and a Mary Safe House, which is being developed in Buka at the moment. Community safety and security is an important aspect of the program and one of four outcome areas in your effort to support PNG. What are some initiatives Australia is supporting or involved in and who are you working with? Village courts uh, play a vital role in PNG's justice system, providing access to justice for an estimated 95% of Papua New Guineans. So Australia, recognizing this, has dedicated a significant portion of their support to strengthening village courts and the officials who work in them. The program has provided trainings for village court officials which helps them to understand their roles, functions and jurisdictions. Also provides guidance on when they need to make referrals to the higher courts at the provincial and national level and also informs them of changing laws and their changing roles. For example, with the Family Protection Act coming into force in 2013, the village courts now have the powers to issue interim protection orders for survivors of violence. So these are orders which play an important role in protecting victims of violence from further um, harm. Last year, 435 village court officials in our priority provinces participated in trainings. Uh, there's been an evaluation of the trainings that we've provided um, support to and it's found that the information provided was effective and led to village court officials performing better in their roles. This has led to better justice for Papua New Guineans. There is still plenty of important work to do to continue to strengthen village courts. The program has funded 116 village court inspections last year which found that there are still issues um, that village courts face in terms of having the resourcing to do their work, the lack of facilities, the ability to keep good records and to enforce orders, the need for appropriately educated clerks and magistrates, um, the underrepresentation of women and also not having enough awareness on legislative changes so this sort of information that's gathered from these village court inspections is important because it shows the government where gaps are and it helps to define what the priorities should be going forward. 
uh, under this community safety and security arm, support to coordination mechanisms. Because funding and resources are often limited at the provincial level, it's really important for provincial government and coordination bodies to be working closely together to leverage the limited resources that are available. So the program works closely with the Department for Provincial and Local Government Affairs to strengthen functions of important provincial bodies such as the Provincial Coordinating and Monitoring Committees. So other committees that we work with are Law and Justice Working Groups, Family and Sexual Violence Action Committees and Provincial Juvenile Justice Committees. So juvenile justice is um, where young people who come into conflict with the law. The program has also responded to needs identified by local communities by extending support to district level through, for example, in Morabe province, the establishment of family and sexual violence action committees in Finchafen and Kabum, undertaken by the Morabe Provincial Administration. So the coordination of provincial administrations and those involved in the law and justice sector contribute to safer communities at the very local level. Another area that we work in is local solutions by local committees and this is based on context where um, no one-size-fits-all that you really need to tailor programs and you need to involve those at the provincial level to come up with their own solutions. So the program co continues to support local communities to help themselves in promoting safer and more secure communities. Activities focused on juvenile justice, youth development, promoting women's leadership and supporting local efforts to tackle family and sexual violence. And the final area that support goes to in the community safety and security area is increasing citizens' awareness of their legal rights and responsibilities and of the legal system itself. It's an important way to promote discussions within community to change attitudes and also to increase the demand for services and improve access to justice. In 2019, a total of 22 awareness raising events were conducted by the sector and their partners in priority provinces, reaching in over 100,000 people. Given the program works with all the law and justice agencies in the country from national agencies right down to provincial administrations and local level governments and other stakeholders, what are some of the challenges faced? Yeah, there's, there's a lot of challenges. Um, working in the law and justice sector is um, a challenging area and an area that's often criticized a lot. I'll just name a few of those challenges. Firstly, ensuring that um, the investment that's already made, whatever support is given, that achieved outcomes are sustainable. And that means that there are existing structures in government at the national level and at the provincial level 
that they're provided with support, and by this I mean funding, in order to carry out their mandated functions after donor funding ceases. So, um, yeah, they need support to be able to continue um, their, their good work that they're doing. Another challenge is making sure that our program remains relevant in that sense is that it's responding to the needs of the people of PNG and that it's addressing the biggest gaps and issues in the law and justice sector. Thank you, Evelyn. We will now take a short break and touch on COVID-19 support when we return. NBC. More real PNG stories, real PNG local news, and real PNG facts. Communicating real PNG with you. We are for real. Welcome back. This is AHC On Air, and we are coming towards the end of the program. Evelyn has given us an insight of the PNG Australia partnership support in the law and justice space, the pillars that guide their work and the initiatives that are in place to help improve access to legal services. Now in terms of COVID-19, is there any COVID support the program is providing? Uh, with the onset of COVID-19, um, we've also had to help provide additional support through the law and justice sector networks. So we're supporting national and provincial agencies to communicate with the public about COVID-19, trying to get information out about um, family and sexual violence. Um, as you know, because people were restricted in terms of their movement, one of the things that we sort of predicted would happen was that women um, might start to experience higher levels of violence because they were kept at home and they wouldn't be able to access services because buses weren't running and things like that. So we wanted to invest in helping people to know where and how to access law and justice services, um, emergency response um, to survivors of family and sexual violence, access to dispute resolution services with village court and the district courts and um, some people may have seen um, SMS blasts from the RPNGC FSVU just giving a contact number where people can call if um, they need counselling that's the one talk help him line yeah it's a counselling service that's available we've also had um, the RPNGC put out information on family and sexual violence in the national newspapers as well that some people might have seen. So secondly, support to the sector uses um, SMS and radio to communicate and this also includes the area of preventing sorcery and accusation related violence. So with uh, impending coronavirus, like people, we heard that the case in Goroka, where relatives of the lady who had tested positive 
um, were being um, picked on as well and people can get accused of other things such as sorcery accusation related violence so we try to provide um, support to responses in that area. Uh, providing support to agencies as they adjust to the new normal um, such as maintaining social distancing in the workplace We've provided support to revise occupational health and safety protocols in workplaces and also how our law and justice agencies can, can communicate new procedures to their clients. Another way that we've supported um, during this COVID-19 period is utilizing awareness raising activities that we already have planned in our usual programs. We're utilizing those to raise awareness in pro provinces on COVID-19 responses and we've also in the Highlands provinces been raising awareness on the issue of African swine fever. Uh, we've been supporting the national FSV and other key stakeholders such as the churches and faith-based organizations to provide counseling and support to vulnerable groups during this period of uncertainty. And finally, uh, some support to police in their efforts to maintain law and order in the border provinces. That has been Evelyn Ofasia from the Australian High Commission's Law and Justice Sector. Thank you, Evelyn, for your time. Thank you very much for the opportunity to speak on behalf of the Australian High Commission Law and Justice Program. We have now come to the end of this month's AHC On Air program. I'm Gregory Avira. Bye for now. Australia is here. We'll stay here. We're committed to being with Papua New Guinea at this time and into the future. Through the PNG Australia Partnership, we have a long collaboration with the Government of PNG and Health. And we work side by side with the PNGDF and, and their Department of Defence. PNG and Australian governments also prioritise the need to address the issue of family and sexual violence. Australia's assistance to Papua New Guinea really covers all sectors. Mm -hmm.